Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips. Joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking disappointments for the year. So we each came up with three players that have uh, disappointed us so far this season. And normally we do our Thursday night preview or re- recap today's episode, but no Thursday night game. So thought I'd try something a little different. We got five weeks in, so you definitely have some players that have uh, disappointed so far. So I'm curious. I'm really curious who your three worst ones are right now. So let's just start this. Go three to one, Jeff, if you have them in any kind of order. What's your number three disappointment so far for this year? My number three is going to be a primetime wide receiver. Um, I'm actually going with Julio Jones at number three. Uh, he... Like, he, where was I going to put him on this top three? Because I think that, obviously, he's got to be on here. The r- rationale behind putting him number three is I do think that he can turn around. He's he's a little banged up. He missed a few games. But he's not playing like, like Julio of old. He has his first week out. He had over 150 yards, I believe. And, you know, he played two other games, and it just wasn't there. So I think he'll get back on track. But as of right now, if you have Julio, you have to be pulling your hair out. I mean. You don't know when he's going to be fully healthy. You're not sure what Atlanta is doing. And this is the first year, especially to this point, right, where um, Julio hasn't performed like Julio. So it's got to be a little disconcerting to a lot of people. So, I mean, I don't think I have to go too far into why Julio has been a disappointment. But, yeah, that is my number three. But I do think that he has a good ability to get it back on track. I I would like to get your opinion on that, though, like, what do you see for the rest of the year for him? I think he can. I mean, just by seeing the opening game, but those other two weren't good. Ridley was really getting a lot of the work. And it's not even just, I don't, it's hard to say, is Julio the reason why the offense sucks now, not having him out there this last week or whatever? I don't know if it is, honestly. Ah, I want to say he still can come back, but I'm just not sure. I mean, was he? He's 31 now, right? It's no sure thing. It just happens. Like, AJ Green, it didn't come back for him. And Julio, does it come back for him? Not a lot of receivers make it past this mark. How many of how many good ones have we just seen just they're, they're gone? Shoot, Des Bryant, he never got another team. Like he got hurt too, but these all these receivers it happens to. Yeah. I'm not I think he's gonna have some good games, but I don't think the Julio of old is coming back. I know it might be that that might look like a stupid thing to say in a couple weeks if he's just dominating again, but I'm just not gonna just not gonna bank on it right now. So especially if the injuries keep up too, which I don't know if he's going to be healthy. So yeah, yeah. I like that and pick. He's only played three games, right? So Still, some people though. have played two more games than him, but he is ranked the 73rd wide receiver. Where and and that is with having a game yeah. where he caught nine catches for 157 yards. But and this is standard, but still. Yeah, and then you got players like Chase Claypool who barely did anything right until right. one week. He's number 10. Yeah. So it's like, very true. Uh, all right. My number three, I went with uh, I went with Juju for my number three, and. This okay. This one can be. Some people will say, "Oh, it's not a disappointment because I didn't expect him to do anything." But I think we expected something from him, and he's really just not given us anything. Opening game again, he had two touchdowns, right? But he was six for sixty-nine. Then he was seven for forty-eight, four for forty-three, four for twenty-eight. And you have now Claypool, who looks better than him. I mean, Deontay Johnson's not been banged up, but Deontay Johnson was starting to look pretty decent. And I just—it's not that. What is? It's just not happening right now. I—I I, I just don't know what it is. And now it's starting to think, okay, he wasn't good last year. How, I mean, is this more of the real thing? Was the outlier was the fact that he had Antonio Brown opposite him. 
was Antonio Brown just that good that he made these other receivers that much better? It very well might be the case. It's now a year in five games, and Juju isn't really doing anything. He's the 31st receiver right now, and that's boosted by that two-touchdown game in week one. So, yeah, I'm just not um, – I'm I'm disappointed. I thought he was gonna be a lot better than this. And it's just it's just there's nothing there. It's just not been I haven't even seen many flashes of it. So Yeah, I would agree. I, I get where you're at as far as thinking that he has been a disappointment thus far, which he has. I kinda like him going forward though. Because truly right now, because of where you're at, I think that not a lot of people are gonna like him, right? Like you said, it's been over a year now. He hasn't really done a whole lot. And I think you don't have to trade a lot to get him. And I think with the emergence of Deontay Johnson and Claypool, we saw that Roethlisberger is back. And even when he is not doing well, he's almost uh, like a playable wide receiver. And he's had two games over, you know, double digits. But at the same time, as whether or not he catches the touchdown. But I think if Claypool really does come out and probably not be the number one, but a serviceable number two, especially on the outside where you're that tall and that, you know, that big, that fast. Maybe that does take a little bit of pressure off of Juju and he can get back to what he was doing best. But I do agree that uh, the yardage not being there is probably the most interesting thing. I thought maybe it would have been like, because he caught so many touchdowns a couple of years ago, maybe it would have been that. Um, But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm very shocked that he hasn't gone over 100 yards in one of these games. Mm-hmm. But I do think that he's kind of a, a an interesting player to try to get cheap. I don't know. Do you do you agree that he could come I, back? Or I, are you are you off? I, he could, um, and I honestly don't think you have to pay a lot. I don't. That's think, what I love. I, about I, don't, I don't really don't think there's a lot. I don't think you have to risk much to get him. So I'm okay with it. I'd be okay with trying to get him without risking much. All right, number two. Who do you got? Number two, and I'm actually going tight end on this. I'm going to go Zach Ertz. He's so, what, ranked about 20th right now? Yeah, so he's a 20th tight end. He hasn't missed a game yet, and he only has one touchdown on the season, and he's never gotten into the double digits as far as standard point scoring. I mean, Dallas Goddard was doing better than him before he went on the IR. Even after he went on the IR, I know he hit a couple of good defenses, and he's about to hit Baltimore this week too, but he just hasn't shown up. And um, for that to happen, especially when they don't have any wide receiver help at the moment, I think that is, I don't understand what is going on with his usage, like to the point where I don't even know if he's going to bounce back this year. I'm not sure what is going on. It's a very bizarre thing. So I had to put him at number two. I mean, what what would what, how would we even think he's going to when there's been no one around and he's not getting the ball and they end up throwing out a Travis Fulgham and you're going to get Alshon back here very soon. You're going to get Jalen Rager back really soon. God, that just made me really disappointed. That was a big Rager guy. That, Fulgham could have been Rager right there if he didn't get hurt. But and Goddard's hurt. What? I mean, maybe it's just not – it's disappointing. It's just not yeah. good. It's it's really like what week one, three catches for 18 yards. He got a touchdown. Okay, so it was better. Five for 52 – five for 42, seven for 70, four for nine, one for six. That is bad. He's 145 yards on the year. <laughs> It is bad. And I know people will say, well, when people are healthy, they won't be able to key on him. But yeah, but I don't care, man. You've seen plenty of bad teams force feed their ball to their only playmaker. This should not be an issue to get it to Zachers. No. And he's still on pace for over 100 targets, I think. But it's not looking good. A lot of it. So the catch rate, I'm looking at this. So 
in 2018, he had a 74% catch rate. Uh, last year, he dropped to 65. This year, it's 57. Oof. That's a big drop from two years ago. His open, beginning of his career is 63, 65, 67, then 73, 67, 74, 65. 57's a big drop. And maybe that, like, 74 was just a big outlier. That was the 116-catch season, which was really what, other than that, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he's, it's been not good, and I don't know if it's going to turn around. No. And the worst part about tight ends is they're not valued that much. So if you spent or went out to get him in the draft, yep. how do you get your value back? Yep. I don't know. All right, so I'll go into my, my number two. I'm going to put Devin Singletary here. So not everyone's going to say this is a terrible disappointment because he's ranked 30th. And he was ranked to start the year in the, the lower, in the you know, 20s, mid-20s to late-20s. This is about similar. But it is personally for me. So so what, what ends up making it more disappointing is the fact that he hasn't had Zach Moss there for the last couple weeks. And after that Rams game where he had 121 total yards and looked decent, last week he had a better fantasy output, but the yardage wasn't there. And this week it was just bad. And the the – thing that's disappointing to me and I feel like I don't know if it's going to correct itself is the usage I don't feel like it's going to quite be there in a, the, in a in a good way the way this offense is running I just don't see it where 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 are they ever going to get to the point where you're giving the ball to Devin Singletary a lot I mean he did yeah I say he did get 18 carries in week four but that's going to be the highest of the year and it won't go higher than that Zach Moss comes back they've already shown they're going to use Zach Moss and the thing is, Singletary is absolutely not going to score touchdowns on the goal line. It, once Moss is there, it's Allen first, Moss probably second on the goal line, and then maybe Singletary. And he hasn't shown the ability to get him in the end zone when he's on there. So I see why they don't use him. He had, he had what, one that he got in? And I've seen him have multiple chances and just doesn't go in. And ah, I want him to be better. Disappointing. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't know what is going to happen with that. It doesn't feel like that is going to shake out in the right direction for him, and it's a bummer. Yeah, it's just um, I wanted I wanted more. I wanted more from him. So, all right, number two for me. All right, let's get to number one. Let's we'll knock it through this list, but number one. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be. I mean, we've gotten a, a few people that uh, just called in to tell us how disappointed they were with him, but I want Drake. So Kenyon Drake, number one for me, and he is number twenty-seven as far as running backs go right now. He was, you know, on top of being a top, you know, borderline top 10 back for many analysts, he was kind of picked as the guy that could hop up and be something really great. What if this offense takes off? Oh, my gosh, he can do it all. He's never gotten enough carries. And then, you know, he already has 85 carries to this point. He's not averaging, you know, uh, he's 3.7 yards per carry. He only has two touchdowns. It doesn't feel like him and... Um, Kyler are necessarily on the same page because he doesn't get nearly as much work through the air as we a lot of people thought. Um, I wasn't a huge Drake fan coming into this just because we have never seen him get more than, I mean, what was it? What does he top out at? 170 was the most, and that was last year, as mm -hmm. far as how many rushes he got. And uh, at that point, he was averaging 4.8. I mean, this is by far his lowest. He's always average. I mean, 5.4, 4.8, 4.5, 4.8, and then all of a sudden 3.7. So you can kind of chalk it up to maybe it's the offensive line, maybe it's whatever. No matter how you do it, it's nothing that I feel they can fix for this year. So you kind of just stuck. And mm -hmm. um, that's even more frustrating about it because you put a lot of confidence in him. You thought he could break out and is kind of going backwards in the wrong direction. 
even to the point where what if Edmonds does grab more of this? I know uh, in the last episode we, you know, some people were wondering, can I trade for Edmonds? We have no idea. You're stuck mm-hmm. in purgatory. And uh, that is why I think Drake is the number one disappointment. So I didn't put him on the list because I'm not that surprised. <laughs> it's just I'm not. So I uh, like I've said, I'll keep talking about it. I put him. Drake is my unexpected bust of the year, which for everyone else was the unexpected bust. I put him there. I'm looking through some of my lists here. 2020 deep sleepers list. My number one player, Chase Edmonds, on my deep sleeper list for the year. Um, another one I put out was uh, my undervalued list. Um, number three undervalued player, Chase Edmonds. Um, I'm just gonna say I, I knew it, right? No, <laughs> I'm, that's the reason I'm not. I'm just I'm I. It doesn't shock me. I feel like Drake's numbers were so. His numbers and his like his reputation was just so inflated by like what two game one game really maybe like a, two games and that was he really wasn't that in in Arizona last year he was fine but he wasn't as good as people made him out to be I feel like so yeah, I'm just not it's just not that terribly surprising to me I mean look at this history in Miami he was he was fine but he wasn't like he wasn't a top ten back that just something I don't know a couple good games and everyone falls in love. I mean, yeah, I'm, it's I, I didn't. That's the reason I didn't put him on the list, just because I, you know, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I'll go to my number one here. I went with uh, Lamar Jackson. He's my number one. So, Lamar started off the year pretty good. Two seventy-five, three touchdowns. Looked like Lamar, right? He looked like him. Forty-five yards on the ground, opening game wasn't the craziest, but. He's he's just this isn't the player from last year in fantasy. It's just not the passing. You got that he had a lot more last year. What made him so good wasn't just the, the the running floor, but it was the passing. He actually was getting a lot of touchdowns. This after you get the three, he went one one two and two. His yardage two hundred four ninety seven one ninety three one eighty. Look at those last three games: ninety seven yards, hundred and ninety three yards, one hundred eighty yards, and then this past week, two carries for three yards. That's not what you need from Lamar. And I think this can turn around. I'm I'm I think it will. I actually just traded for him in our dynasty league. So I I I uh I believe in it. I had a, I had a million receivers. I had to get some value for him at some point, right? Um but he's the number eleven um quarterback through five weeks, and that is not what you signed up for if you got Lamar Jackson. And if you got him, if you are wearing a redraft snake league and you have Lamar Jackson on your team. You passed up a lot of good players to get Lamar Jackson, and you just must be hating this right now. So, again, this, though, proves our point of why you wait on a quarterback. As good as you think they might be, you just it never is a sure thing. You know what you do? You just wait on you wait and get Russell Wilson every freaking year when he's underrated. Every single year, he's underrated. And, man, I hope people listen and got Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf stacks this year on their team. Probably looking pretty good, but, yeah, Lamar. My number one disappointment. I don't know how you feel about this being a Lamar Jackson uh, yeah, I'm owner. A, I'm an is. owner. I'm a lover. Um, uh, yeah, I had him at because uh, I, I obviously listed out a handful of people and then ranked them after the fact. But I had him at number six as far as disappointment. Uh, I didn't because I I could like look at his numbers and understand why he's lower this year. But I you're absolutely right when you're saying, hey, this is not why you drafted the guy. He's outside of the top ten. He's number eleven. Mm-hmm. I do think he played all five like five games. He stayed healthy, and in the games that they needed him or he was able to, they didn't take him out early or whatever it may be. 
he he has performed. The KC game was the one where they really made him look bad. It was the first time I've seen him look poor. And um, th- so that was a little concerning. But other than that, I, I do think that it will turn around, especially after the bye week in week seven. I think he is a guy that you're going to want um, down the stretch. Um, but, hey, there's a lot of good quarterbacks, too. So well, to your point, if you're talking about disappointments, like if where you put your draft capital, mm-hmm. then, yeah, absolutely. But, well, yeah, I mean, he was number six for me. The thing is, it makes me feel like maybe it doesn't quite turn around necessarily because they're three and one. So what they're doing is working. Oh, without they're a doubt. Fine. The Chiefs game was the outlier, which was just bad. But they're three and one. You know, they don't really need to. It, to them, all that matters is the playoffs. Get there and then have Lamar healthy and fresh, and maybe you just oh. maybe they're just not going to get him run the ball as much with him. I think 100 percent true. Like yeah. if they don't need him, and we saw it in the Washington game, right? I believe it was Washington. He in standard scoring, he had 29 points, which were you're loving it, and he sat the entire fourth quarter because they didn't yeah. need him anymore. Cincinnati, they didn't need him by halftime, so they just didn't do anything with him. And their defense, let's be honest, is playing better than they did last year. Feels and at least keeping points off the board. Um, but they played, you know, let's be honest, they played Cincinnati and Washington the last two games. Casey made them look bad. And then Houston, when they really didn't have their stuff together, and then he really punished Cleveland right mm-hmm. out of the gate. So yeah. I get it. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, even to the point where, um, I mean, I think that offense in general has been kind of disappointing. I, I had uh, at number five for me would have been, I put Baltimore running backs, but really it's Mark Ingram, right? Yeah, that's... Mark Ingram, number 35, Dobbins, number 39. That team is just not running as efficiently and as much as they did last year. And I that makes sense because they broke records last year of how much mm-hmm. they were able to rush and how well they did it. Did I expect them to re you know reestablish themselves like they did last? No. But did I think that Mark Ingram or one of their running backs wasn't going to be a top 20 back? I wouldn't have guessed that at all. So I think in t- you know that entirely. Andrews is the only one that's not really disappointed because he's cut enough touchdowns in order to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all right, that's gonna do it for disappointments. Now oh, there's some, maybe some more out there, but those are the main ones for us. And I'm, I don't think any. Of these, I think all these guys do have the ability to turn turn it around. They're not done. What do you so. think about Drake? Do you think well, in your heart of so, hearts, like are you? So I think I okay. Would you trade for him? I guess that is the big if question. It, if the if the the value if the cost was low because i think he's how low are we talking about though because i feel like that's a that's a cop out it is it is a cop out i'm trying to th- i'm trying to think of a comparison here i don't really know what that's going to be let me look at some players here <laughs> see if anything carl watson out of this um so th- there's people that i don't even know let me think here i would probably trade like there's still people that might even take like Miles Gaskin for him, honestly. That's how pe- down people are on him, <clears throat> and I would honestly still rather have Drake. I don't really believe in Gaskin. At okay, all. that's a pretty low bar though. Josh Kelly, honestly, I think Josh Kelly is not. No, well, uh, you yeah. actually think you could get some people get Drake for Kelly or Gaskin? I think you could, and some Josh Kelly, I think you could. I, I think, think you could. I I truly believe you could trade Josh Kelly and get Drake. I think you could. Well, in that case, I I would take the risk, but. There's nothing else. I mean, I think those two. I think you could get him for those. And okay, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be great because I don't think that. But I think the the expectations were just so were too were. Jeez, I got music playing. <laughs> I think the <laughs> expectations like they're trying to make us go out here. So the expectations I feel like were too high for what he truly is. And this is more what I think he is. He's gonna get some. He's gonna get a touchdown. You know, the games are gonna be 
like, you know what? Except for one game, he's been between 60 and 80. Yeah. Yards. So you think he's going to be a flex, a good yeah. flex option? Because if he gets you 60, 70, and he gets a touchdown, it's not the worst scenario in the world for you. It's it's just they were people expected too much. He wasn't as good as what he should have been. He's more he's an RB three. He's not the borderline RB one that people wanted him to be. That's not what he is. And maybe Edmonds takes over more, but I, so far, honestly, they haven't shown that they want to do that with Edmonds. So I think. I would be okay with having him. Yeah, I just think you have to lower your expectations, but not everyone has to be amazing on your team. Not everyone's team is just going to be all stacked. You know, you're going to have the Drakes. Like, it's just going to happen. Sorry if you tra- drafted him and that's your, you're in, you're in rough shape then, but I'll go take him from you. Sure, here, take, I'll, I will take him from you. I will trade you, um, I don't know. I'll trade you somebody that doesn't matter. I, don't know I was going to say, give me, I want to like know the highest person you would trade because uh, right now I can't see, imagine Gaskin giving Kelly. up anything worthwhile. I'm trying to think of who worthwhile I would give. And there's not like, because you don't want to go too high. Um, maybe I'd give him Daryl Henderson because I think Akers is going to take that over. I can see that. You know, I think, uh, I think Akers is going to take it over. So crowded backfield, you'll take the risk. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not like in the name. I'm not saying he's gonna be great. He's gonna have a game or two though. I think he will. He has that in. But all right, I think that's it though for today. We'll be back uh, Sunday night. Six NFL action. Yeah, exactly.